The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited for you to join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Just go ahead and breathe that in for a moment. Just living a life of peace. Every day, not just on Friday after 5 p.m. and Saturday and all day Sunday, but every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And let me just say, this is peace when you're living in a life of abundance and when you're living in a life where you're not exactly able to pay all your bills or your health isn't exactly the way you would love it to be. We can still live a life of peace. Yes, it is possible. It is possible. Can you even imagine what it would feel like to live in this space of surety, this space of peace every day? Well, I'm here to tell you that, yes, it is possible. Yes, you do deserve it. And, yes, you can have it. We work together on this show the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And I am so excited about just being in, being in the land of the living, as my mom would say, in 2020 with this fabulous guest that we have today, Seflana Kim. And before I bring her on, I just want to say you as a listener may have some things in your life, I'm sure that you do, we all do, some things in your life that you want to accomplish. And there may be some obstacles that, you know, you just can't see how you would get from where you are to where you want to be, whether it be the health, you know, raising a family, finances, a number of things that look like stumbling blocks can show up on the journey called life. But we have today Zeflana Kim, and I'm so excited for you to hear her story. Zeflana is an award-winning author of White Pearl and I, a memoir of a political refugee, which chronicles her journey from Russia to the United States, where she arrived with only one dollar in her pocket and not a single word of English at her disposal. Today, Seflana Kim is a leader among her peers in the business world and has been honored with numerous awards citing her commitment, skill, and integrity. She has been featured and profiled in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post. The list just goes on and on. Uh, I am delighted to call her friend. Um, Seflana, welcome to the show. Hello, my friend, and such a blessing to be uh, with you on air with all your guests. We're all meant to be together today. today. Today is a significant day, not only in the history of the United States of America, but in the world. 
and uh, let me just honor the words of uh, Dr. King. I have a dream. Yes, yes. We were going to do that in the middle, but I'm so glad you brought it to the very front of that show. I have a dream. This is what this is all about. Having a dream, a goal, a purpose. And we all do. Every listener today has a dream, just like they had one last year and a year before that. But we're at a place in time where those dreams, those we're bursting at the seams, but they require oh. something. They, they require some sacrifice. Every dream requires a sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going to call you Dr. James because that was your dream, and you worked so hard to, on it to make a reality, to achieve the goals, and congratulations. Beyond oh, you're so kind. when Thank you. you went to help others, and I think this is what the life is about. And we talk about the year of 2020, year of clarity. And I think for all of us stuck in that new decade, um, actually last week, this this whole month of January was an amazing time for me of gratitude because incredible things like miracles were happening, the small ones. And, you know, I don't take it proudly. I just recognize God and divine power always showing up every day in my life. And people who I meet, like you on the air today, Louis helping us with technology um, on Unity Radio, everyone who called in, you know, it's, it's, I believe in the power of us. And I think our soul chose the time to be born and work and create at this time. And my friend said, oh, I wish times were much easier. You know, I wish the economy would be, but you know what? I agree, but I don't buy in it. I know when I see my stock going down, I can be so nervous. But instead of being nervous and manifesting more of that uncertainty in my life, I give everything to divine. And I love this little book by James Allen. And it just reminded me, your last name is James, and James Allen as a man thinker. And he writes in a book, the universe does not favor dishonest, vicious, greedy people. It's it it helps and appears when honest people uh, work very hard to achieve their goals. And I really, truly believe in that. And no matter what, uh, you know, you mentioned financial struggles. It is incredible. There is a trillion-dollar student debt. And um, my wonderful hairdresser was off for a few days, but I had some engagements, and I needed to trim my hair. So here I am a little bit under the stress, and I see Supercut, <laughs> and I drive, I go to Supercut, and there is a young cute, um, uh, woman, uh, one cut my, my hair, and I knew she's new, and I said, just do simple job, and she was a little nervous. I said, it's just my hair. I said, I'm, honestly, just, just trim my hair, and I said, you know what, by inch. So she trimmed one side by inch. And then she forgot to do the other side. <laughs> so the shop was closing. I got home. I washed my hair. And my husband said, did you have a trim 
today, I said, yes. He said, and it's a very interesting haircut. Your hair is so uneven. I look in the mirror and I start laughing. <laughs> you know, in my old age, age, I would just, you know, you know, call her and I'd be so upset and give her a lesson. And I said, it's just the hair. I'll do the ponytail. They'll take a picture and we'll all be happy. <laughs> right. We can brush off some things. And I actually like... <laughs> There's so much to that, you know, being able to brush things off. But I want to start at the very beginning because I am so moved by um, your story and how you became the Cephalana Kim that we all admire and love today. And I was going to say this quote um, a little later in the program, but I want to start off with this. And it's a Martin Luther King quote that says, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. And I thought of that, especially on today, but when I was just thinking about our time together today, because we talk about making strides and and making change in our life, and it all sounds so poetic and so beautiful and so lovely, until you're 22 years old, maybe, and get on a plane headed to a country you've never seen before uh, to, to communicate in a language that you don't speak, all because you have a dream. Because you have a dream, but you have to you have to also have this heartache and this this sadness and this loneliness for the people that love you, the people that you love that you're leaving behind, the land and the country that you have come to call home. Sometimes the pursuit of one thing, oftentimes, in fact, I cannot think of any time that it does not, the pursuit of something greater means that there will be some sacrifice to be paid. You will have to open your hand and your heart to let go of something, to put something else in that place. And and for you, um, I would love our, for our re- listeners to just hear how it came to be that you, at 22, had the courage to leave your homeland, to come to the United States and, be, and start your life. Such a great question. Thank you so much for answering or answering, <laughs> giving me uh, for, for asking this question. I, you know, it, as I look back, uh, what I did, I think I was naive. I was young. I had no experience. But for some reason, I attribute everything to my grandmother, White Pearl. She was one of the last living victims of the 1937 brutal deportation of Koreans in Russia in 1937 because Joseph Stalin was was getting ready for what would become World War II. He was afraid that this community of 200,000 Koreans living in far east of Russia that looked like Japanese to him would spy on the Soviet army. So it was order overnight. People were put in a cattle train without numbers. No one had passports or documents, so they could not escape. My grandmother's pension was, you know, $1 a day. And compensation for being repressed for so many years, since 1937 to 19, um, after the World War II, 1946 and beyond, she got documents, uh, I think, in 1956. Um, but 
she also received a letter from the government that, you know, she should receive a compensation. And then it was only $10. Can you believe it? $10. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a letter that, unfortunately, they don't have funds to pay this victim. So she never, ever got $10. And many, many people cherished, especially children, because of the diseases, cold weather. These people had, they were left in destitute. Um, she lost her brother. She uh, lost her mother. Um, and she was, she was 22. So when I immigrated to United States, I escaped from Russia three months before the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991. I was 23. So I was very close to my grandmother. And I just feel that that love, that struggle, for some reason, was a heirloom from my family to me. Yes. Someone I had can, to live that. Someone had yes. to live that. But Mm-hmm. But with that, with that, the divine, the God also gives me the strength and hope and faith that I wouldn't give up. You know, that all right. people ask me how to do this and see the focus is on us. And I'm not criticizing because we have to perform, right? If, it, if you're, let's say, a salesperson, you don't meet your daily sales quote, you're jeopardizing your position um, forget about race or promotion. Um, any any jobs you take today, they have to perform. Or even as a writer, you have to sell books. Even as a speaker, you have to book yourself and market yourself constantly. If you don't, you're a failure and no one wants to book you. So we'll focus on that. We're conditioned on that. But what I did, because I didn't know the language, I was 23 and very embarrassed. I had no place to live. For three days, I went without food and water. I became very sick. Um, I would wear men clothes that people would give it to me just to cover my body. And, you know, that pain and that fear, I was paralyzed literally uh, from the fear, but I didn't know that or I did not want to admit it. Right, I was embarrassed right. to accept food from people. They saw me that I'm hungry. They saw me that I'm a foreigner. I had fur coat, fur uh, hat, mittens uh, needed from good yarn, you know, heavy boots. But, you know, I never, never lost a moment to learn. I would get on a bus and ride on a bus in San Francisco all day long so I get familiar with the city. I would go to park and listen how people speak so my ears would get, you know, accustomed to the sound of foreign language. I would make some money scrubbing restaurants for $5 a day in a really poor neighborhood in San Francisco that was not safe, and I still would be grateful. I could never afford a ride, bus ride. I could never afford to buy a cup of Starbucks. But the kindness of people, even a smile of a stranger, gives me hope. Ah, you know, that right there. I hear a couple of things in this story. First of all, your grandmother's story, her life. And this is the way for all of us. 
her journey was for more than for her, right? She she made this journey. She made these decisions. And as with, you know, uh, John Dunn says, no man is an island. No man stands alone. And you can take that so many different ways. But one of the things that pop in my head right now is that her decision to stand fast and to not give up was that the story was passed on to you, but also the energy was passed on to you. What difference one person's decisions can make in the life of a family. And so that is so important for all of us today to realize that no matter how hard our journey seems in this particular moment, and there are a lot of hard journeys out there, I'm so aware of that, but your success measured in so many different ways It's more than just what people will say, oh, you're successful if you become a millionaire. You're successful if you have a big house or a big car. Not really. It's measured more so by your character. And not that you always win, but that you always try and you always do your best in that moment to do what you just talked about. A smile is so giving when we have nothing else to give. When we have nothing else, when our heart is broken, Parting yeah. those lips, that smile mm. warms people's heart. It opens doors. It creates opportunity. It connects us. It's universal absolutely, language. Absolutely, absolutely, because only all of us together and human kindness can save this world. It's no political power or uh, wealth. It's all of us together. And I think the work I do, I'm passionate. I believe one small act of kindness can change can somebody's life and can contribute because it's the energy that we bring to the universe. I so believe that God put me in that situation to show me what the pain is in early age because it's something that the human will experience. doesn't matter how sheltered we are, we'll have that because it's a human life to live through pain, losses, but also it showed me the more magnificent divine side of human love, unconditional love, when people opened their homes and they said, you know, a single mom, these two kids uh, says, I don't have much money, you can sleep on a floor in children's bedroom. I don't have much money to cook, you can have a toast and piece of cheese. And I would just help her with these children, you know, help her to do errands whenever. I lived with over 40 families my first year in the United States. That's kindness. Now let's back up just a little bit because I, I know when you came into the United States, you came into JFK in New York, is that correct? And yes. you, were, you, were, you were going to meet someone, but that person had since moved on from that area. And um, you were met with another kindness. Exactly. Yeah. Talk to talk to us a little about that because that's so important that we realize you know we're in this journey. We don't know why. Yes. You know, um, um, my friend um, that we went to college together, she was in New York studying. um, I don't know what she was studying, but she was in New York, and so she invited me. She sent me this invitation, but. Um, I didn't know what it was. It was one page, and it was written in English, and I studied German. 
And I asked my uh, friend if she knows what it's about. And she said, this is invitation to visit United States, New York. But I, I was a student. My pension, my, my, my scholarship, uh, we call pension in Russia, but scholarship was $1.40. That was a lot of money because my father, who was a medical doctor back then, was making $5.60 a month. And um, she, I, 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 you know, I, I had no money. And then this is the collapse of Soviet Union. All the banks were closed, and you had to exchange money for U.S. dollars. I decided, you know, the whole economy is falling apart. I don't know what it was. All my friends were leaving to Israel, and they all would say, you have to leave. You have to leave. It's urgent. This is the only window of opportunities. And I loved my friends, and all of them were leaving, immigrating to another country. But they were prepared. You know, they had families. They had friends. I didn't know anyone except my friend, Ludmilla. So I decided to uh, take an opportunity to go to a consulate and get a visa. And after tribulation and so many difficulties that I faced, I was running around getting money for my ticket, for my airline ticket, which was almost 500 times more than my scholarship. Can you imagine wow. if, if, wow. you have, if you have $1, but you need $500 really, really soon? That's how I never raised anything. I never hold so much money in my hands. I did something, I withdraw life saving for my uh, parents' bank account, which was not cool. I paid them back with a nice interest that was forgiven. And my cousin's friend loaned me so much money. Everybody, I was able to pay back nicely after a few years. But I had no money to buy luggage. I had no money to buy shoes, and my shoes were, were falling apart. Um, You know, I literally, I, did, I didn't have a at the airport, they were looking at me, and they said, well, you're destined for homelessness. And I think that kind of imprinted in my mind, you know, mm, and, yes, yes. And, I, and, I, and I went through that. Um, I, you know, the world is different today. I can't imagine doing that over again, honestly, to be honest. But at the same time, I have no regrets because I lived through the hardship that it's very hard to comprehend. My mom cannot read my book. She cries. You know, my yeah, mom yeah. still cannot read the story. And um, I think it was a blessing because, you know, i rather to learn everything, that hardship in the beginning, and have freedom, freedom to live in any place that you can live because the communist system allows you to live in one city, in one place from your, literally from your uh, parents' employment after college for the rest of your life. Right. It is more limited. So we have, we definitely have a lot, uh, you know, in the United States, uh, uh, a lot has been sacrificed. A lot of men and women's lives have been sacrificed for the liberties that we have and which are which are huge, especially when you compare to other countries, as you mentioned, you know, with Russia and all that you had to go through there. Even still, we do have people who live their life so limited, so close, because they don't have 
the courage to step out and do the and follow the dream. Maybe you know we don't have it as severe, but people's dreams are important. And the dream that you had to come to the United States was important. It required sacrifice action and courage and that is that is the three things that I, that I get from your story you know this moving beyond what the mind can perceive and comprehend as you mentioned never even seen five hundred dollars or held five hundred dollars and someone you know you're making a dollar and some change a month and someone says you need five hundred dollars and moving beyond what the what the mind can perceive and comprehend as reasonable to say okay it it does sound like a lot or what have you, I'm still moving forward and realizing that when you have this type of conviction, right, the universe rises and matches the energy. And you get here and still it's no piece of cake. You know, you you're you're living with people, you're trying to raise funds, but you're here and you move forward and then go on to become you know, a top salesperson, you know, or getting a job at Macy's and, and pursuing that what was the driving for? I mean, to, to have a job, yes, I understand that. But what was the driving force to move to such excellence in business? Well, first of all, um, I went to tell. Can I tell a short story how it happened? Absolutely. One, I I will answer you uh, briefly. To me, it was responsibility to do the best you can. Doesn't matter if you're scrubbing restrooms or floors selling cosmetics or Ferrari. How you do one thing, you do everything. How you treat one person, you treat everybody like that. How you treat yourself, you will treat the others. So I went to Salvation Army. My ticket back to Russia was expiring after three months. I had to make decision and I couldn't sleep all night long. I was crying. And I saw a Salvation Army store. I didn't know what it was. I just walked in and I saw um, that I have um, $5 in my pocket and there is something that I could buy in that store and it gives me such a boost of hope. And I didn't feel that crushed and small. And I said, okay, I can spend $2. So I saw eyeshadows and I bought them. I spent $1.50, I put eyeshadows on, I jumped on the bus, and I end up riding from Japan down oh, in San Francisco. Stefana, we're going to have to come right back. This is a very important Great. story. I hear, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back and find out what happens when you sacrifice $2 out of your $5 to follow a hundred dream and create balance in your life. More with this story after this break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. We have a fabulous guest with us today, Seflana Kim the award-winning author of The Pearl and I. And we're talking just before the break about Stefana having $5 on the streets of New York, if I'm not mistaken, and 
having a feeling, an inclination, a way to make herself feel better, to make herself feel better. Listen to that. In order to do, to be in service, this $5, she takes this $5, she goes into uh, the Salvation Army, I believe it is, right? And I'm going to just let her yes. pick up the story. And what it's $5 walking in the, into Salvation <laughs> Army. And listen, listen for some real universal truth about how shifts occur in the universe. Uh, Sephlana, take it away. <laughs> Thank you so much. So it's happening in uh, New York City, close to Japantown. Salvation Army, I, I got the makeup, I jumped on the bus, I walked to Macy's because the only fancy store I see, um, I walked in, I pushed the door, and I can read only one word, Lancome, which I could not afford to buy in Russia as a student with my scholarship of $1.40. In broken English, I asked, I said, job, job, job. And that time there was account executive, or I'm sorry, uh, vice president, Susan, and uh, she started asking me questions, and every question I said, no, 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 and she looked at me, and I know that she is just not interested in me, and I said, yes, let me tell you the story, one thing I can sell, and I told her about my grandmother who retired as a preschool teacher to become, uh, uh, to take care of me and my cousin, so she actually uh, used to sell herbs and kimchi at the local farmer's market and was making more money than my father as a doctor. We were one of the first families in our town to have a car, to have color TV. It was so big, in, incredible. It was the size of the coffin I wrote in a book. Okay, so 17 years later, I, I was hired to work 30 hours and they said, I'm sorry, 13 hours. And they said, this is your goal. They wrote down on the paper. And they said, please fill out application. Go upstairs and fill out application. I've never worked in my life. I was a student. And I, you know, and the application is in English. Everything is in English. And I always carry this little dictionary that I brought from Russia. And I still have on my bookshelf. And um, someone helped me to fill out the form, and everyone was so nice to me, so nice. And I always carry that kindness of strangers in my heart and always try to express to somebody else that I don't know. And I got the job, and I know I have to sell that much, but it's very difficult for me because I cannot even pronounce the product's name, Renergy, Benefit Total, French. And the phone rings. Everyone is busy selling on the, on, the, on the floor. And I would take the order. And I would deliver. After work, I would jump on the bus and I deliver the product to clients. I don't know if you can do that today. Take the product out of the store through security and jump on the bus and go and deliver. There is, a, you know, online delivery. The world is changing. I was able, within, after one First year, um, I received um, top sales award, and I was um, I met a chairman of Macy's. I was I received a Tiffany uh, pin, which I still have, and from that I was making progress every year and getting promoted every year. So can you imagine that event 
17 years later, I'm telling that story as a professional speaker and a big convention, job convention in San Francisco. I was there to tell young people how to get the job. And my message was basically, go out there, explore, be fearless, and follow your passion. You never know what you're going to land. So 17 years later, people uh, from Macy's leadership team came to my workshop. And after the workshop, I received a phone call to meet um, at headquarters in New York City for a potential wonderful opportunity for me to be a spokesperson for Pacific American, um, Asian Pacific American um, uh, campaign in 2011. So I traveled representing Macy's from New York City all the way down to Los Angeles. I was in 24 publications overnight, full page in New York Times, San Francisco Chronicle, Wall Street Journal, um, Manny Magazine, and the list goes on and on. And your story sounds, I just, you know, for me listening to it, because I love the arts and I love and creativity, and I could see this beautiful uh, romantic tale from everything that you're saying. But so that's the part, that's the creative romantic side of me. But the literal, pragmatic, linear mind, Dr. Drayvon James, I hear in your story these points that I have to bring out because, one, there's $5, and there's you, and there is this need inside of you that we all have that says, and I'm putting it into words because we don't always have words to this feeling, but in order for there to be balance in the universe, I am part of this universal experience. I, too, must receive and feel good because when I'm feeling good, I'm at my best. So yeah. you take you – know, and, and, and there is a tendency because I have been homeless, and so I will say this with the spirit. There is a tendency when you have your last $5 and you've walked the street all night, um, sometimes there's a tendency to punish yourself and say, you know, very pragmatically, I, this is $5. I cannot do anything to treat myself. But you overcame that, and you said, I'm going to go into this place, and here is eyeshadow, and just $2 of my $5, this eyeshadow makes me feel good and, and increases my energy. You go, you get this eyeshadow, your energy increases, and then you go into Macy's with very little English and speaking to someone who obviously, as you said in your own words, she is not pleased, she's not interested. But your energy is so high because you have put balance into the situation that there's no way she can say no. And I know there's lots of things that happen in between there, but you get this job. And so that right there I want to tell our listeners is do not punish yourself Find ways to reward yourself and to keep your energy high and to validate yourself. It doesn't have to always be something big. We're talking about $2 on some eyeshadow, but it increase your energy. Uh, positive words to yourself. Affirm yourself. Honor yourself right where you are today. And that's what I hear happened for you I, in that Salvation Army. Absolutely. You honored yourself. It is one step at a time, and to me, you know, today, from all that experience with Macy's, I'm so grateful because Vice President of Diversity, uh, Carlos Juan, who hired me for this national opportunity, this was kind of a unique event. 
she is my mentor today. That relationship is so wonderful. And I think when you open and you struggle and you show what you went through, which I was so embarrassed of that experience, I tried to hide for so many years, but I was covering myself and I was not showing who I am really. And I realized someone asked me on the interview, who do you, what do you think it was about feminism and the power? And, and they said, what, who is the most like beautiful person, you know, that you can, you know, feel like you're, you know, you, you admire. And to me, every person is beautiful. It's not physical. It is energy. It's soul to soul. It's to me, the most sexiest, beautiful female today is someone who is comfortable in her own skin. Oh, let's talk about that for just one moment, because there are people here listening, and that's a mouthful, comfortable in your own skin. When, when the, message that we, the message that we constantly hear is that you, can, you, you should not be comfortable living where you live. You should not be comfortable at the weight that you are. You should not be comfortable, you know, for a number of other reasons. There's always more, more, more. How would you advise someone right now, today, even with everything that's going on in their life, even with they may be in a situation where there's lack and things are not as they would like for them to be, how can they develop that ability to be comfortable in their own skin? Because I agree with you. That is the most, they say, the sexiest attribute, the most beautiful attribute. One of them has to be being comfortable. Yes. How can they do you that? You know, I, 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 how they can do is to trust that where they are today, it's meant to be as a lesson, not as a mm. hardship, not as a punishment. It's a lesson. And when we learn the lesson, the divine, the universe presents something new to us. But where we're holding to that, we're going to go through another lesson, repeat the life class second time until we get the grades to pass the class. So I, I decided I went through this hardship, no place to live, no credit cards, I couldn't rent an apartment, had no credit history because it's not my mistake. I'm new to the country. Doesn't matter. The system requires you to have certain things. So I decided this is my first and last time. I wanted to learn everything that life presents to me, these challenges. And believe me, the deeper, the higher the mountain your goal, the harder the lesson is going to be. And I take one step at a time, this gratitude for everything that presented to me for all the challenges. I thought oh, I love that. Documentary, documentary film based on a book, but beloved friend Alan Joe passed away. And I was just heartbroken. And a year later, his wife passed away. And here I am facing the challenges of making this film. And, but I am not focusing on that. I'm, I, have a resolve, I have to resolve the issue. I have to connect the dots. You know, that's where my energy goes. It's not on a problem. It's on the solution to make the best. And I would say, thank you, universe. Every time something happens, okay, my tire was flat. I said, thank you, universe. Thank you for the message to slow down. I got it. 
I got it. Let me just, I, I passed the test. Uh, you know, I called AAA and I said, and a stranger helped me, would not accept my $20 gift, would not allow me to buy him a cup of coffee at Starbucks. His name was Gandhi, you know, but it actually wasn't that flat tire. It was the battery. I was on the way to meet my guest from India, and I text him, I am so early before your flight. I'm not far from the airport. Please do not worry. And then I couldn't start my car. My, ca- uh. my battery was dead. Right, and it I happens. But I want to. Like, yes, I, I, so I want to go back to like one thing. Mm-hmm. Trust. 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 Trust this, and you said it so poetically because it's just your way. Trust this. That yes. Whatever the lesson is, whatever the challenge is that you, the listener, that me or Sephlana, because we're all we're all in this together. We're all going through challenges. This is part of the learning process. But trust that whatever the challenge is in your life right now, it's not because you are being punished. That's not why. The challenge has, and, and, and this is in Drayvon's words, the way I say this, this challenge has come to bow down and serve you. That's why it's here. To yes. bow down yes. and serve you so that you can go to build and create the life of your dreams. And so that in the building and the creating, you can reach your hand back and help someone else. Absolutely. You won't solve all their problems. But if you're listening today, I know the first time that I heard Safflana's story, I never, ever will forget it because it touched my heart. I think we may have been on the phone for an hour or so, just, just talking like we've known each other forever. Because in the telling of the story, now from the other side, you say, oh, this is where I was, and this is what I did with that. You tell someone else what they can do. That's how we well, want another each other. Oh, you know, Draven, I think what it is, it's we need to – we learn everything that we were told and learned before in our lives and trust the God because he created everyone beautiful, strong, perfect, successful. And I believe in that because he's such a beautiful creator and artist. And what it is, it's using our tools because we're carrying the backpack with heavy stones from everything that someone told us, someone criticized us, or we criticized ourselves, I have to tell you, we, we have to stop being so uh, harsh to ourselves to criticize yes. 7,000 yes. thoughts a day, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not skinny enough, or, you know, a couple of days ago, I was at the coffee shop, and this woman walked in, she was walking by, and she was a big statue, and she wasn't dressed in Gucci or Chanel, but there's, she had no makeup. Her hair, you know, was long and wasn't like styled or anything. But there was something about her that this woman radiated genuine beauty and energy. She had the presence. She was that elephant in the room that got attention. Right. And it's, and it's this trust. It's this inner knowing that... You, the universe loves you and supports you, right? Yes. And I think yes. um, I've read something where you talk about love in, in, some, in some of your presentations and the importance of love and the, and the importance of working 
in in a manner of which you know I, I, I call it love, but it, we talked during the break about how as though you were the owner and how you would love and cherish the work that you do. Right in the moment that you're in right now, in the moment that you're in right now, I would say that in this moment where you may desire change, right? There's, you know, I, I go back to your story of, you know, being on the bus and not being able to speak English and working for the cosmetic company, but loving loving where you were and being appreciative of that place and that gratitude, getting on the bus and delivering the product, going above and beyond, right? what my mother would call the and then some, right? Is you know, I'm here to do this, but my gratitude propels me forward to do even more. And that's how. That's the energy. That's the that's the magic. That's the sauce that goes on to pull more great things into your space. Would you would you say that that's how you I, feel it works? Absolutely. I feel. I feel. It actually it becomes you. Um, excellence is not something that you have to work very hard and just spend a lot of energy and just feel exhausted by the end of the day and feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to wake up early and drive to work. And everything you do has to be from that place of love. Okay, someone asked me a good question. How can you love when you had no place to live and you were doing meager jobs for meager payment that, yeah, I agree. But, you know, that time... I was grateful to have $5 in my pocket than nothing. Yes. I was able to right. buy makeup and get on the bus and get the right. job. Isn't it, isn't it something? You know, if you look from that way, you know. You'd be amazed that? at what you could be grateful for, right? <laughs> You'd be amazed at what you, what you can be grateful for. And when you find that little bit of gratitude, I've said this on the show before. I have been in places in my life that I never, ever want to go back to again, emotionally and physically. And one day I woke up, and my heart was just so heavy. And I have the habit for many, many years now, decades even, of waking up and I write down the first three things that pop into my head, and I become actively grateful for them. I find some beauty in those three things. And this particular morning I woke up and I had this sensation in me that said, oh, my goodness, you've woken up. You know, you just have this heaviness on you. And I said, nope, I'm going to write down three things on my uh, my this index card. And the thing that I became grateful for was that I could blink my eyes on my own. Really, I just couldn't think of anything else. And I wrote that down. And I became so excited about that. By the time I got dressed and got myself together, my whole energy had changed because here I was blinking without assistance. And I thought, that's got to be a good sign. I'm going to take that as a good sign. We got good energy moving. You hang your hat on something that you're grateful for, and the universe will send you more things to be grateful for. That's a universal law. That's how that works. But when we focus, you mentioned... You mentioned focus earlier about, you know, focusing. It is so true. You, we, wherever you drive your focus, if your focus is on, well, I only have $5 and I should have never came here and this is the worst. Well, that's how, you know, you spend 40 years in the wilderness is you start complaining you, and you, 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 those things exist and you're okay, you're human to, to feel a sadness about that. But in that, you find something to be grateful for. 
Because after Absolutely. all, somebody who does, right? Yes, yes. And you're so right. And, uh, you know, gratitude is a great energy for manifestation. Yes. When it's not enough, you're not going to have enough because you're sending that message. It's not enough. And universe says, oh, you want more not enough? Here, please. But you say, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And, you know, I, I was, you know, about my, my hair, you know, and, and there is a woman uh, said, you know, she had cancer and she lost all her hair, but it looks so natural. Her wig looks so natural. And here I am. Can you imagine if I'll complain that one side of my hair is one inch shorter, even though I am a customer, customer is always right. I could, but you know, it's all in comparison. See the bigger picture. You know, when you put the goal, have a bigger goal for your life, what your legacy is going to be about. And then you break down. You have your goal for next month. You have goal for six months, three months, one month. And you have a goal for that moment. And that moment to me is open to synchronicity because that is the place of synchronicity, me and meeting the divine, me and the universe. And who said what about my writing, the way I look, the way I speak about none of that matters to me. I am that field of gratitude for the divine to be born in this body. I was reading this book about the Korean monk, and he said, just be grateful to be in that human form because imagine a needle drop, dropped from the heaven that hit the master seat is so tiny it's like puppy seat master seat on earth that's the chances to be a human being yes yes if you you're absolutely right for the you know, um i'm not going to go all into medicine uh, but do you know what the likelihood is that sperm will fertilize an egg it's just so unlikely that that will happen you know how many sperm it takes to do that for one egg to get fertilized, the fact that you that we made it and we're here, you know, we've been invited to the yeah, party yeah. called life. Right? <laughs> we've been invited to the party called life, and so that in it in itself, and and I get it. And life, I had some life, days life, where I life cried. Itself is a, yes, life itself is a gift. Think about it is. that. That alone, you and I talking, we have. Our hands are moving. We can hear each other. Our eyes can see. We have sight. Oh my gosh! I I we, don't right, we, about anything. We, I have no problem. Yeah. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And so there's so much. And what I really wanted our our listeners to get from today with Cephalon and Kim is that you can do it. I know you can. You can get from where you are today to where you want to be. And you already possess all of the everything that you need inside of you. You have enough inside of you to pull out gratitude. When you are feeling low and you need inspiration, you go to the Unity Online and you archive this and you, you listen to this and you listen to the story of a woman who came to the United States at age 23, not speaking any English, uh, with $1 in her pocket and how she practiced the universal laws of, of gratitude, of smiling, of focus, of balance. And you just duplicate that formula in your own life. Not that it will take away the problems, it will take away 
It will take away the insecurity and make you the most beautiful person, as Seth Lana said, because the most beautiful person is the person who's full of trust, knowing that the lessons and the challenges are not because you're being punished. It's because you're being sharpened and prepared for greatness. Seth Lana, we have about two minutes left, and I would love for you to tell the audience how they can hear more of your beautiful message, how they can get the wonderful book. And you know where, 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 how they can get in touch with you and stay connected. Thank, thank you, thank you so much, Raven. Um, they can purchase a book on Amazon.com or Barnes and Noble. Um, they can follow me on Facebook, Svetlana Kim, um, Twitter, Svetlana Kim, Instagram. I also write for Global Lead Magazine. I interview people, and you were my dear guest on my podcast to the stars through adversity. And people think it's about celebrities, but it really stars to me is living your dreams. But they do require, as you mentioned in the beginning and during our conversation, sacrifices. It's reaching your goals through difficulties. But difficulties, it's lessons to be learned. And life is the greatest goal. Yes. And so we talk about that sacrifice, and this just popped in my head when you said that. So here's the greatest sacrifice that will pay off in dividends. Sacrifice your right to complain because things have happened, and you would be well within your right to talk about them and tell how you have been done wrong. Sacrifice that. Leave that to the side. Instead, pick through there and find things to be grateful for. Tell the story from a place of gratitude. And you, too, will be at finding yourself amongst the stars where we find Zeflana Kemp. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. A super-duper thank you to our great guest today. I want to tell each and every one of you that I absolutely love you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.